1: So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play Stores today. All you can stream
2: with Zumo Play. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This Day in History class is a production of
1: iHeartRadio.
0: Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show for those who can never know enough about history. I'm Gabe Lussier, and in this episode, we're looking at a banner day for American car culture. The time when astronaut explorers traded in their rockets for a brand new set of wheels. The day was July 31st, 1971. NASA astronauts drove a lunar roving vehicle on the moon for the first time. The two-man crew had landed at the moon's Hadley Rill one day earlier, and after getting a good night's sleep aboard the Falcon Lunar Module, it was finally time to get behind the wheel and go for a spin. The Apollo 15 mission was the fourth time that a NASA team had successfully landed on the moon, making crew members Commander Dave Scott and Lunar Module Pilot Jim Irwin the seventh and eighth men, respectively, to ever walk on its surface. But even more notably, they were the first humans to experience driving on a world other than our own. This was no mere joyride, though. The Lunar Roving Vehicle, or LRV, was included on the mission as a way to extend the astronauts' travel range, allowing them to venture farther from the landing site and to collect a greater variety of rock and soil samples. Over the course of three excursions, the Apollo 15 astronauts spent 18 and a half hours in the rover, traversing a distance of about 17 miles and collecting 170 pounds of samples along the way. One of the most significant items collected during their journey was the so-called Genesis Rock. Geologists believe it to be a piece of the moon's primordial crust, and later concluded that it was roughly 4 billion years old. The Genesis rock provided valuable insight on the moon and its origins, but its collection never would have been possible if not for the lunar rover. Apollo 15 was the first of three Apollo missions to make use of lunar rovers. Those missions, dubbed J-missions, were more science-focused than previous ones had been and were designed to allow for longer stays on the moon. In addition to geologic sample collection, experiments included surface photography, soil investigations, and a solar wind composition experiment, all of which were facilitated by the LRV's onboard equipment and communications gear. Although a rover had been planned for inclusion on earlier Apollo missions, weight limitations and other factors had delayed the project until Apollo 15. That need for extra development time makes sense when you consider what a logistical challenge the designers were up against. The moon's lack of atmosphere, diverse topography, and very slight gravity left the engineers with a vast range of variables to account for, and with no terrestrial experience to draw from. The final design of the rover was a four-wheel, lightweight vehicle powered by four separate electric motors. It was something we would casually refer to today as a moon buggy. Despite tipping the scales at 470 pounds on Earth, the rover weighed a trim 85 pounds on the lunar surface due to the moon's low gravity. This allowed crew members to easily lift, move, and tow the LRV using a series of handholds built into its aluminum alloy frame. The rover could be operated by either astronaut, but in practice, it was only ever driven by the mission's commander, Dave Scott, a fact that you have to imagine bugged Jim Irwin at least a little. Though, to be fair, he still had one up on command module pilot Alfred Warden, who was stuck orbiting the moon while Irwin and Scott palled around on its surface. The operations handbook for the LRV included instructions for several minor repairs, should they be needed, including fixes for problems with the brakes, steering system, and wheels, which were made of wire mesh rather than inflatable rubber. However, the handbook had one chilling omission there were no written instructions for what to do if the rover were to break down completely. Instead, NASA simply instructed the astronauts to never drive beyond a point from which they couldn't walk back. This ensured that should the LRV stop working while far away from the lunar module, the astronauts would still be able to return on foot without exhausting their portable life support systems. Thankfully, They never had to test that theory, as the LRV performed like a champ throughout the mission. Before leaving the lunar surface on August 2nd, Commander Scott conducted one final experiment. It was meant to test Galileo's theory that objects in a vacuum would fall at the same rate, regardless of their mass. To that end, he dropped a geological hammer and a feather, and when both objects hit the ground at the same time, Galileo was proven right. To mark the achievement of mankind's first car ride on the moon, the Apollo 15 rover had been outfitted with a plaque which read Man's First Wheels on the Moon, Delivered by Falcon, July 30th, 1971. If you'd like to see that historic artifact for yourself, you'll first need to sort out your own passage to the moon, because the plaque and the rover are still up there to this very day. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any feedback you'd like to share, you can send it along anytime by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class.
1: Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
2: Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast. How rude, Tanneritos.